This is both selfish and necessary. While Gus's good-natured attitude about being my subject has always been, I will be a celebrity mommy. Henry's feelings changed with his mood. At first, he was cavalier, in a way guaranteed to irritate me. Oh, it doesn't matter. I never read what you write anyway. At that point, there was a talk about whether he would get a share of the profits, and a quick glance at his computer's Google history included the phrase, film option. Then, when it dawned on him that people he knows actually do read, he panicked a little. So writing about him became a negotiation, which sometimes he won and sometimes he lost. He was fine about being portrayed as a smart-ass bro. What he worried about was that I might reveal him to be the sweet, caring, wonderful, soon-to-be man he really is. I only slipped a little. There are many good, some great, books about autism. About the science, the history, treatments. While this book touches on all these subjects, you will never see a review of it that begins, If you have to read one book about autism... This is not that one book. It is a slice of life for one family, one kid. But I hope it seems sort of a slice of your life, too. When I wrote the original story about Gus and Siri in the New York Times, Gus was 12. Most of this book takes place when my sons are 13 and 14. When the publisher tears the manuscript from my hands, they will be 15. Then 16 when it hits the remainder bin. Kids grow older and I wanted this book to be accurate, so I would still be writing and changing it if my agent hadn't called me one day and said, For the love of God, just stop. So I did. Introduction My kids and I are at the supermarket. We need turkey and ham. Gus tends to speak in exclamation marks. A half pound and... What, Mommy? I'm stage-whispering directions, trying to keep the conversation focused on deli meats. Behind the counter, Otto politely slices and listens, occasionally interjecting questions. We're on track here. And then we're not. So, my daddy has been in London for ten days, and he comes back in four days on Wednesday. He comes in to JFK Airport on American Airlines Flight 100 at Terminal 8. Gus says, warming to the subject. What? Yes, Mom says thin slices, also coleslaw. Daddy will take the A train from Howard Beach to West 4th and then change to the B or D to Broadway, Lafayette. He'll arrive at 77 Bleecker in the morning and then he and Mommy will do sex. Suddenly, Otto is interested. What? You know, my daddy. The one who is old and has bad knees? He arrives at Terminal 8 at Kennedy Airport. But first, he has to leave from London at Paddington, which goes to Heathrow, and the plane from Heathrow leaves out of... No, Gus, the other part, says Otto, smiling. What does Daddy do when he gets home? Gus presses on with his explanation, ignoring the little detail his twin brother Henry had whispered in his ear. Henry stands off to the side, smirking, while Gus continues with what really interests him, 
the stops on the A-line from Howard Beach. I see the slightly alarmed look on the faces of the people waiting in the queue. Is it the content of Gus's chatter, or the fact that he is hopping up and down while he delivers it? When he's happy and excited, which is much of the time, he hops. I'm so used to it, I barely notice. But in that moment, I see our family the way the rest of the world sees us. The obnoxious teenager, pretending he doesn't know us. The crazy jumping bean, nattering on about the A-train. The frazzled, bum-bag-sporting mother, now part of an unappetizing visual of two ancients politely bonking. Yet, I want to turn to everyone in the queue and say, You should be congratulating us. Several years ago, Hoppy over there would hardly be talking at all, and whatever he said would be incomprehensible. Sure, we have a few glitches to work out, but you're missing the point. I mean, fuck it. My son is...